0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Black
1: and your money. How are you doing today? What's in your financial mind? Have you lost your financial mind? That's fair, right? Uh, Let's talk about The markets are kind of, uh, some days it's, it's, you want to say the same exact thing that you said on Thursday or Friday, when you come back on Monday or Tuesday, or that's kind of how the year's going. The stock market struggled. That's the word that I'm looking for, struggled. Friday, we had rising treasury rates, highlighted by the highest closing yield for the 10-year treasury, 2.95% since 2014. So the 10-year Treasury is saying, economy's okay. I think we're gonna be raising interest rates to slow down the rate of growth. We don't want too much inflation. Now is the time for us to make that move. So the 10-year rising is 2.96%. That's, I think, uh, I've always said you invest in stocks under three and a half four percent 4% on the 10-year Treasury. You invest in bonds anywhere over three and a half four percent 4%. That's kind of still true in my head. But it's been such a long time that the 10-year Treasury has yielded beneath those levels, 35 to 4%. And during that time, the market's hitting record highs on a pretty regular basis. So you got that out there. Um, so watching the 10-year Treasury, pretty, pretty important for me. Do you have a gauge? I like the price of oil over a six-month period. Not over a six-day period. Uh, as crude gets higher, it typically implies more worldwide demand. Um, I like the ten-year treasury as we've been talking today, and also like the Friday jobs report. Then you get some inflation numbers in there here and there that you're going to be paying attention to for sure. But overnight action, that ten-year treasury is something we're actually starting to pay a lot of attention to right now, and again, that's kind of interesting. So we're watching a bond yield. <laughs> Which is probably a lot like watching the Cleveland Browns. Dun dun. Um, thank you very much. It's Monday, and that's my producer's first sound effect. Uh, so remember that horrible, horrible bouncing ball that would you know for sing-alongs. It'd be like row row, and you see the row row, and the ball would bounce back and forth. We're doing that with the Treasury work now, and that, that that can't be entertaining. So, in my opinion, still in, still in, earnings soon. We'll be saying that for another two weeks. Sightline that we are seeing out there, a couple companies reporting. So, for instance, Google's reporting today after the bell. And they've basically come out on record and said they got three years in a row of 20% growth. So, that stock looks cheap for the record I own series of Google. Or Alphabet, whatever you want to say about it. So, you get Merck, Caterpillar, ExxonMobil, Verizon. Um, they're all pretty nice, value oriented, uh, Dow Jones, industrial average kind of companies. There's been some partial news out there that I, I kind of binge news watch and then I don't. And I'm in one of those don't right now. So, North Korea has reportedly said they're going to stop its nuclear tests and close down a nuclear test site. That doesn't sound quite like North Korea. French President Emmanuel Macron, which aren't those great cookies, Macrons. He is meeting with President Trump in D.C. Hmm. Macrons. I wonder if Trump will go here. Do you want a Macron? Mr. Macron. I'm French! Mexico is... I'm French! Mexico has talked up the progress of NAFTA negotiations. And Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has suggested he might go to China to discuss trade matters. Sure. So we got that going for us. Hasbro, they make toys. They had a weak quarter, and their stock's getting hit. Even though they said we're going to have a weak quarter, and they had a weak quarter. So uh, the Toys R Us liquidation, it is on like Toys R Us liquidation Donkey Kong. Existing home sales report from March. Doop. Toys R Doop. So Toys R Us gone. So, the Existing Home Sales Report for March uh, is out there. And, um, yeah, we're paying attention to housing. So, we are starting to move. You know, we had a late winter here. Lots of rain. Wet season kind of extended for a bit. And uh, we are starting to move kind of towards uh, talk of, hey, how's sales reports looking for the housing industry? So... Lots going on there. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Each calls on the air. What else do we have out there that we want to hit today? Netflix is selling one and a half billion dollars junk bonds. Woo!
0: Really? Woo!
1: Whoa! Yeah, yeah. It's funny because uh, more and more TV. It just it feels like Netflix is dominating. Even not not just streaming, but choices. Right. Right. So I, I went all millennial on you.
2: Right? Uh, Good.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Um, So Netflix raising a billion and a half dollars. So in the span of 20 years, Netflix has gone from a super convenient blockbuster knockoff service to one of the most powerful players in media. So if you haven't watched their lineup of their shows, at this point, I would be surprised if you haven't seen something beginning to end on their uh, platform. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Now, let's go back and put a little dot on this. We're talking a little bit about the thing that's been moving the market lower recently is the focus on the 10-year treasury rate. And if you are getting a mortgage right now, you're like, come on, stop moving up 10-year treasury. Stay below three or stay below four. Don't go above four. Stay in the threes. Three se- Can I get back to three eight? Can I get back to three seven? And the answer typically was No. But what my point here is, is as we're doing that, it's it's affecting mortgage rates. And if you you know, priced out a house that you were going to buy three months ago, you might have priced the mortgage wrong because mortgage rates have moved up considerably in that period of time. So before house hunting, you should seek mortgage pre-approval. But you should also kind of update it on occasion to see if uh, you, well, oh, I've been pre-approved for $600,000. But at six hundred thousand dollars, at three point five percent is different than your payment at four percent or four and a quarter percent. So your lender's going to run through a search of your financials, try to get those in order. Don't ask for a lot of like credit cards right before it's time to borrow money for a house, because then the banks are going to look at you like, why do you need credit card money and house money, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Google will be an interesting one tonight uh, to put another dot on this segment. Great googly moogly! In large part because tech has been struggling a little bit lately. Can they kind of get a, get it back on track for the tech companies? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. We're going to get a big seminar coming up. Cupertino. Don't get to Cupertino very often. Retirement income strategies and estate planning seminar at the Juniper Hotel, six thirty to eight thirty Thursday evening, six thirty to eight thirty. Um. to get your calls on the air. Sign up at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show for that seminar. Use code RADIO25DN for free.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM
1: 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. It's almost that time again. Time for the NFL Pizza Hut. He's going to put its stamp on the NFL starting with the 2018 draft. There's big money in pizza. Papa John's split from the NFL. Couldn't have come at a better time for Pizza Hut. Publicly traded company Yum Brands. Yes, you could invest in the eight-legged chicken monster from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Pizza Hut's taken over as the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. It's gearing up for its big promotion over draft weekend. Football and pizza automatically go together for a lot of people. A lot of people think that uh, fantasy football and uh, pizza go together and uh, draft day to see how your team did uh, and pizza and uh, kick off. A lot of this stuff works together, right? Pizza's going to do a NFL draft deal: two medium pizzas and an order of wings and breadsticks for nineteen ninety nine. Go try to make two pizzas on your own with wings and breadsticks for nineteen ninety nine and energy costs. I bet you can't do it. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial. Ten-year treasury's moving up, so let's talk to Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource dot com. Tony, joining me now, Tony Mendez. Bay area loan Source.com. Hello. Clients are moving to Colorado, Idaho, Texas, Florida, North Carolina, and other States. Typical client for this one realtor has been in their home for decades and no longer feels connected to the changing community. Wow. I honestly feel that myself in eight years. I, I, I went from living in a town with plumbers and electricians to they're all dot comers. I'm not a dot comer, So I'm a media guy and that just didn't work. It's not working for me. I'm not really feeling connected.
3: It's, it, I think this is a theme that will play out for um, years to come, where people are trying to figure out, You know, they're getting older. Where are we going to retire? Is it too expensive to retire here? Is all of our money tied up in the house? Uh, we have a couple that we just uh, did a transaction for where they before they moved, they refinanced their house, took a bunch of cash out, kept the house, moved to Colorado, and retired in Colorado. And they were two policemen that worked here in the Bay Area and they live on a smaller pension that fits their budget in Colorado. Um, But I think that is one of the strange phenomenon that I think we're going to see, is people keeping their houses here because the rents are so high. And you can manage a mortgage. You can actually profit from uh, the high rents here. So where is the inventory to come from? Where is it going to come from is, I think, a big question that we're going to see, even with rates going up and home prices going up, I think the low inventory will continue driving prices. Uh, And people will still be, have that, they'll see that as an allure towards real estate here. Are you ever going to let me talk? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with the uh, mortgage thing, because I got that going on in my life, where I've got a low-cost mortgage, and now, quite frankly, there's higher-cost mortgages, and my low-cost mortgage makes it even better.
3: It just got a little bit better. Um,
1: Tougher to compete with me. And I can make a little bit more money than the guy who's trying to become a landlord now. So that's going on out there. Um, Some people are selling their homes now in Bitcoin. Has anyone brought that up to you? No. They want Bitcoin because the millennials think that Bitcoin's going to 100000 So some people are saying, give me Bitcoin now because I'll get appreciation on top of selling what I sold to the house for. Um, So that's out there. Would you buy, would you let somebody pay you in Bitcoin for your house? No. Yeah. So... Um, But that's neither here nor there, because the show's not about me. Why are you always making it about you? I made it about you. Oh, you're fine. So eight hundred me, and it always has been. So buying a home right now, I think all the rules of buying a home are out on the peninsula. They're out the window. But they're not out, like if you're looking at Lafayette or Tahoe, you still want to do the home inspection. You still want to find a good realtor. You still want to you know,
3: get close to good schools. Yeah, I think I think. Are you talking about like contingencies? You, you're going in all in. I'm, I want this house. I don't care if it's crooked, it's flooding. I want this house. This is what you're going to have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. It, it's the contingencies have gone. A lot of we've we've gone from no loan contingency, no appraisal contingency, and now it's you know if you get an inspection, there's something wrong. The, the sellers aren't even doing concessions on it. They're just doing that for full disclosure. Uh, Cracked foundation. Fine here. Fifty thousand dollars. Sure. I'm still selling the house at 1.4, and that's because I have a full as-is offer right behind you, and that's what we're getting. We're getting that in a lot of the one to $1. 1.5 million dollar range because they're extremely desirable right now, and that's the step-up level for most people in the Bay Area of going from like a, a, a three and one to a four and two, or two and one to a three and two. We're seeing a lot of that where th- that part of the market is very, still very healthy.
1: I was looking at a East Bay city that is pretty desirable to me, Lafayette, uh, Miranda, uh, La Marinda. La Morinda. Yeah, Lafayette, uh, Orinda, um that whole area over there, Moraga. A three-bedroom is going to cost you $1.2 million. A four-bedroom is going to go $1.5 million. So it's almost like that fourth room is 300000 Yep. And I saw it consistently enough. I was like, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting what you get for your money, isn't it? So you can find Tony Mendez at com. It's com. When you're buying a home, I still want to use my eyeballs and look for cracks and look for windows and quality. Some people don't. Some people want as is. I'm still looking for quality, and I'll be patient. You can find Tony Mendez at com. He does my mortgages. He's good at what he does at com. That's com. And I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. We talk about mortgages and interest rates because it's part of the financial picture, right? Just as having children is expensive. Just as, again, you have to kind of pay attention to all these, right? Um, Insurance drives me crazy that I've seen a couple companies in the Bay Area really thrive on selling you insurance for your portfolio called an annuity, Annuities are a bad product for most people, but the person who sells them to you, it's a really good product because it's one of the highest commission products on the planet, and you're bringing big money to the table. And money not even like product at that point in time. It's just currency, right? Amazon said that they're going to be working on robots in the house, and a company called ah, iRobot falls 6.6% on that news. Isn't that funny how that works? Um, again, do we want more robots in the house? Yeah. Like, if you have a second home, do you want it something to automatically dust in it for you? And do you want something turning up the heat for you when you go up and it's cold weather? Yeah. So it's unclear what tasks an Amazon robot might perform. But iRobot, down on the news. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Got a big radio seminar event coming up in Cupertino. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. Use code radio25. Listen to the commercials, and you'll pick up on what it's all about. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9, on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, more. Mortgage buyer Freddie Mac said the average rate for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage has climbed to 4.47%. One thing I wish I had done... Earlier in my life on so many facets and levels and playing fields. Was I wish I would have taken more chances. More chances in love. More chances with real estate. More chances with stocks. Uh, I don't want to be a spendthrift. I don't want to like save every single penny and be a miser. Although I did think the movie Scrooge was unbelievably fantastic. When old Ebenezer... <clears throat> got his realization that he was going to be good. I was like, no, no, you're ruining Christmas. You're giving away all your money. So Amazon's got a top-secret plan to build robots, home robots.
0: <laughs> I will, robots.
1: I will admit, if a robot could bring me toilet paper, when you sat on said toilet and done your business, and you look around, you're like, oh, I got one cube. Not going to be enough. I'm sorry, Dave. But,
0: I'm afraid I can't do
1: that. Let's bring CFP Chad Burton. I'm going to be hanging out with him soon at a seminar. Uh, a little promotion of that and his knowledge base. He does the show here, six a.m. to seven a.m. Tuesdays and Wednesdays on AM twelve twenty KDOW. It's a great show if you like financial planning. He's top of his game. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, I got a couple of emails for you. All right, let's do it. What do you think about just investing in the total stock market? Annual return is 12% average over the last 20 years.
2: I think that, uh, well, you and I talk about this all the time. I mean, one of the great things that you can do if you're first starting out as an investor and you want to go open up your Roth IRA, you're young, you're you're not going to panic out when you have stock market corrections, total stock market indexes, but you're only getting U.S. if you do that. And that's an issue, in my opinion. So I would try to go um, maybe 70% total stock market U.S., 15% emerging markets, 15% in international developed, if you're going to start accumulating. And the greatest way to do this, in the past, to be able to do a monthly dollar cost average, all that means is a monthly contribution. Sometimes you're buying high, sometimes you're buying low, right? That's what dollar cost averaging means. Mm-hmm is uh, you used to be, have to go to no-load fund companies like Vanguard to do that. Now, if you want to have everything in one place, you can open up a Roth IRA if you're eligible, or a regular taxable account at TD Ameritrade, Schwab, whatever it may be, and you can buy uh, ETFs, exchange-traded funds. Right. And if you look on their no-transaction-fee ETF lists, which they all have now, there's about 100 or more, you can find total stock market index options in the U.S., and international. So what I tend to tell people is for your first, you know, up to a hundred to $200,000 is yeah, go ahead and accumulate index funds. Now, once you become more wealthy, you you need, you need some wealth management means, you know, you're also worried about the downside. And uh, so more active management in the areas of small cap emerging markets, international, I think is important. But when you're younger, timing the market doesn't matter. Apps that time the market, uh it's software that time the market people that look at charts and think they can time the market yeah they sound cool on radio but it's accumulation that's key it's not timing the market i agree you mentioned that the total stock market you said it's uh too u.s
1: centric and that you need the emerging markets and other Mm -hmm. Um, but doesn't the total stock market have things
2: like nike in it that are national international yeah and that's that's the interesting thing and i recently went to a a uh, kind of not a, a. I want to say the uh, conference. That's the word I'm looking for on international investing. Easy for you to say. Yeah, and and so what? As we evolve in international investing, which international investing has always been important. In fact, um, you know, it, it, ha, you go through cycles when the U.S. outperforms, but rarely is the U.S. the best market. Rarely, even when the market is really good in the U.S., rarely it is the best place. Is it the best place to be? Um, but isn't that because we're more efficient as a market? Well, we're more mature. So, in emerging markets, that means you're emerging. So, you could have five or six really bad stories, and you know, four or five really, really good stories. So, it's much more volatile, and you have currency issues to deal with as well. But as the world is becoming kind of more tied to one overall GDP in the world, yeah, you have the S P five hundred. Over half the revenues come from overseas. So, international investing will become more of a where is the revenue coming from play. Uh, especially with with the U.S., all these U.S. companies doing this tax inversion. Like you look at Medtronic, they're buying Covidian so that they could, you know, be incorporated in Ireland um, to get rid of the U.S. tax system. So it's still a matter of, okay, now that company is going to be considered an international company. I don't think so. It's really a U.S. based company. So where are the revenues coming from? But you don't have to get too concerned with that when you're younger. Stock market will treat you well over ten, fifteen years, very well. So Ron's question wasn't bad. No. Uh, He just needed a little bit more flavor or a little bit more diversification. Yep.
1: That's something that you also, you talked just a second ago about accumulation, but you also talk on a regular basis about um, equity diversification, asset allocation.
2: What do those mean real briefly to you? Well, equity diversification is, is sectors. So you don't want to end up with a whole bunch of stocks if you're doing individual stocks or ETFs that are all basically in the same realm of the economy whether it's technology uh transportation oil and gas whatever you want a little bit of everything because just when you think an area is out of favor that's when it tends to do really well Um, uh, sector allocation sectors tend to do be the best place to be two or three years in a row and then they're one of the worst places to be sectors rotate in terms of what's in favor and what's out of favor same with asset classes you have large cap small cap mid cap international and the international side you have developed emerging markets and now frontier markets very different areas what so. are frontier markets Sounds um, like the wild west yeah i mean you can get places like africa okay. uh well cutter which is spelled looks like Quadar when you spell it right okay. um uh, some of, some of the places in the middle east were just graduated up out of the frontier markets into emerging markets so it's it's different ways to just slice the pie and you like pie right i do like pie that's CFP Chad Burton. You can
1: find him at Newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking money investing in more. Amazon's getting into robots. Robots, I'm telling you. We're gonna to want to talk about this one because betting big on robots isn't a bad idea.
2: Robot uh, Parade. Robot
0: Robot Parade. parade. Wave the flags like the robots
1: so Amazon's made. been doing robots already at their factories, right? For sure, they're factories. They're um, manufacturing, not manufacturing, but they're shipping hubs. Amazon on, introduced the Kindle and established the appeal of reading on a digital device. A couple years back, Jeff Bezos rolled out the Echo, prompting millions of people to start talking to computers. Now they're working on robots for home. The codename project is Vesta, V-E-S-T-A, named after the Roman goddess of the hearth, home, family. We've got a couple ex-Apple people working on um, machine vision so this robot can go from room to room with you. I don't know. Sounds kind of creepy.
0: Shall we play a game? Your
1: girlfriend. Who was your girlfriend? Was, did you really have a girlfriend, or was your laptop a girlfriend? Hmm. It's a throwback thought of the day. So Amazon Robotics has been around for a while, tied towards a German manufacturing company, and that they do most of their warehouses. Amazon acquired them for $775 million. Back in the day, Nolan Bushnell, the founder of Atari, he introduced a three-foot-tall snowman-shaped topo robot back in 83. And the idea of domestic robots that offer companionship or perform basic chores, it's been tantalizing, and there's been some successes. Remember the robot dog? (laughs) Piece of crap. (laughs) iRobot's Roomba, which only does one thing, vacuum. They've sold over 20 million units. Back in January at CES, LG showed off a robot called Chloe, and it did an administration that failed multiple times, failed. So we keep watching these robots, and, you know, the robotic dog, the IBO. Um... I remember the CEO of Sony telling me how cool it was to have this companion dog who was programmed to also play soccer with you. $1,800, which for the record, you could get a nice pure breed dog from a breeder and not have robo dog. So the consumer robot market, and this is where I give Jeff Bezos all the credit. It's gonna be worth about $15 billion by the year, 2023. And, that's going to be up from about $5 billion this year. So just a short period of time, there's a lot of growth there, and I believe it. Um, advances in computer vision technology, cameras, artificial intelligence, voice activation. Teaching these cars to drive by themselves certainly is going to have a play with teaching robots how to drive around your home, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. Big event coming up in Cupertino. You can sign up for it at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Google's doing a big report on their earnings. I'll talk about that for sure tomorrow. Always enjoy getting out here um, and doing the show for you. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We've got a bit of a weaker stock market recently. I think in large part due to rising interest rates and just kind of a shift shift from a market with easy money to a shift with ma- a market with cheap money, but not easy cheap. Where were you when the Beatles died? Where were you when Kennedy was shot? Where were you when 9-11 happened? Where were you when Avicii, the Grammy-nominated electronic dance DJ who performed sold-out shows for feverish fans around the world and also had massive success on U.S. pop radio, died... Friday. He was 28 years old. Now, why am I doing it in Avicii's Dead story? Is it too soon? Is it for me to highlight to you that you two will die? If you listen to his music, you think young people, you think raves, right? I hope you think raves, because if I'm saying that incorrectly, I will die of embarrassment that he's, he's a rave kind of performer. I know he is. Don't talk me out of this nothing suspicious about his death 28 years old um he had some health problems for sure autopsies revealed nothing suspicious and foul play has been ruled out fans in stockholm observed a moment of silence in his honor on saturday people are pretty upset about this he won two mtv music awards one billboard music award he suffered from acute pancreatitis in part due to excessive drinking after having his gallbladder and appendix removed in 2014, he canceled a series of shows in an attempt to recover. So the old drinky drinky. But 28 years old, and I throw that out there again because none of it, we're all going to die. And we, if you're over the age of 30, you probably know some people that have passed a little bit too early, right? You know, I've got a friend, not a friend, but I got a, yeah, I got a friend whose daughter is at yeah. Berkeley. She's in a sorority that uh, they do a fundraiser every year at this time of the year because one of their sisters died 10 years ago from breast cancer, some sort of of cancer, excuse me, for not knowing. But it happens to people this young, 28 years old, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Existing home sales numbers were, again, it depends on who you are. Were they good for you or not good for you? If you have a home, they're good for you. If you don't have a home, then maybe not so much. Sales of existing homes increased 1.1% on a monthly basis in March. That's the second consecutive month of growth, suggesting that buyers are undeterred by the dwindling number of properties available on the market. Housing market continues to be in the grip of an inventory crisis. crunch. Crunch is probably better than crisis. The overall economy has improved. There's been a 7.2% decline in listings from just a year ago. 7.2% decline in listings. So, if you're a realtor, you're like, hey, I don't need a college degree. I'm good looking. I can sell a house. I've lived in houses. But there's just not a lot of inventory. And, you know, it's not lost on anyone that when home prices increase for so many years in a row, commissions increase with them. Home stayed on the market for 30 days in March, down from 34 days a year, down to 30 days a year. 30 days. So if someone puts up their home, it's gone in 30 days. A shortage is causing prices to grow at roughly double the base of wages. The median sales price has risen 5.8% from a year ago level to $250,400. Home sales did fall for existing homes in the South and West because of lack of inventory. Average rate for a 30-year fixed rate is now 4.47%. So that's out there. And that's uh, going in the wrong direction. I talked a little bit about the NFL a little bit earlier, just again to remind you that advertising is pretty dominant. Tastes great, less failing. Do you remember the Swedish bikinis team? Think about all the ad campaigns that have come out of the Super Bowl or the NFL. The things like Spuds McKenzie. A dog who can surf, drink beer, and hang with chicks in bikinis. Like wait wait, you're you're in a marketing meeting right there. Bud Light. So your concept is a dog who can play in a rock band, who can surf he can do the hand jive and hang out with the ladies and bikinis. Yeah, I guess you could say that's was the pitch, right? That's a pitch that's gotta be tough. It's gotta be tough. So Stock investors are freaking out right now about bonds ending ultimately a three-decade bull run. Um, I don't know if you're in bonds. I don't know how upset you are by that. But uh, as the 10-year treasury moves higher, people are going to start putting mo- new money into new bonds. So U.S. You know, economy hits the brakes in early 2018, but it's gassed up for the rest of spring. We feel pretty good with that. We got a lot of snow this uh first quarter of the year. A lot of snow, a lot of cold across the United States and sometimes uh, will hamper economic activity. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening.